0: Get the same amount of leads if your cost per lead was ten dollars. So you saved five thousand dollars for the exact same result. That is a more efficient system. If you spent two dollars to get a lead, you could only spend you only have to spend a thousand dollars in ads versus ten thousand for the exact same amount. Welcome, everyone, to The Isaac Velez Show. Of course, I am your host, Isaac, here. Excited for today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about scaling profits while working far less. And so today's topic is really talking about efficiency and effectiveness within the business and how we can make the most value out of the dollars that we spend. So when it comes to scaling profits, right, what is profit starting off, right? It's revenue minus cost. How much you make versus how much you spend. And what's left over is profit. Now, you have differences in profits. So you have, for example, gross profit and net profit. Gross profit is basically the sale, right? It's just your cost for the sale and the revenue from the sale, right? And so you spread that across all your sales. Net profits is now you got to pay your staff. Now you got overhead costs. Now you have software costs. Now you have legal, whatever, whatever cost you have, that goes from gross profit to net profit. So net profit is really what you're left with at the end of the day. And this also includes taxes, by the way. So how do you scale your profits? You have to either reduce costs or increase money, or best case is both. And so, when it comes to efficiency, it usually is more about cost. And so, what it means is you want to maximize how much money you make per dollar spent. So, for example, if you spend 10 grand a month on advertising and your cost per lead is 20 bucks, you could spend 5,000, get the same amount of leads. If your cost per lead was $10, so you saved $5,000 for the exact same result. That is a more efficient system. If you spent $2 to get a lead, you could only spend, you only have to spend $1,000 in ads versus ten thousands for the exact same amount. So you're asking, that sounds great in theory. How do I actually do this? You wanna make sure that when you're doing something like advertising or when you're hiring people, You're selecting based on that efficiency metric. How much output can I get per the input? If I'm paying this person $12, $20, $25 per hour, what are they getting me in return to justify that? This is why a lot of, you know, if you look at Wall Street and brokerage firms, or you look at sales, a lot of this is commission based because it's nothing out of pocket, right? And so they win, you win if they win, but if they lose, you don't lose. And so the argument is it's really based on performance. And so that's when you optimize for performance. Scaling profits is how do you have a system that really works and how do you scale it? So you have a system that works and how do you scale it? In order for something to scale, there has to be growth. But then you run into bottlenecks. So what I mean is if you have growth, right, if you're growing the company, if you have more, you're spending more on advertising, you have more people, you're taking more inbound and you have more appointments or you're selling more products in the system. As you're growing, there's going to be different bottlenecks. So for example, let's do a five-step framework. So you have, you have client acquisition, right? So you have the initial sale of the process, right? You have to get people in. So if you don't have enough leads, how are you going to sell more product? Right. If you only have 100 leads versus 1,000 leads, there's your bottleneck if you have a, an empty calendar. Let's say you're getting 10,000 leads a day. Okay, What happens after leads? Lead nurture. What are you doing to get these leads from just knowing about you to being interested in your product? Some people do direct response funnels. So VSLs, they book a call, they convert or they die. Some people do different systems like social media. Other people do email sequences or SMS sequences. Some people just call the leads up directly and have a phone call with them. Lead nurture. If you don't have a team that can do this or software that can do this or content that's doing this, it doesn't matter how many leads you have. You're losing a lot of them because you can't nurture them. You don't have the bandwidth. There's your bottleneck. Let's say you can nurture them. You have the systems in place. You can get enough leads. You you can nurture them. What's next? Conversion. How are they converting? Are you taking sales calls? Are you having them just pay on a website? How are you doing conversions? And if you're taking sales calls, which converts a lot better than a website, do you have enough salespeople? Or are, do you have two people and their calendars are slammed every single day and you're missing out on calls because you're so backed up? There's your bottleneck. Now you have conversions, but now you also have clients' success. Or... Product satisfaction, right? Or status, I can't really say that word. But if people are happy, satisfied, <laughs> if people are satisfied with your product, right? That's the same thing as client success, is the stuff that you're selling working. So if you have a terrible system, you might have a great sales and marketing process. But if you have a terrible product, you're going to get pretty bad reviews. You're not going to get word of mouth and you're going to get a bad rap. There could be your bottleneck. And the last thing is retention. Are people coming back to buy more of what you're selling? Or are they just going out into the wind and dying? Because if you do really well at client retention, especially if you're doing services like I do, then client acquisition matters a lot less. Because if you can only work with 20 clients, it's a lot easier to keep those 20 clients that you're already working with than it is to get 20 new clients. And so in every part of this big framework, there's smaller bottlenecks, right? So maybe your cost per lead is super low, but maybe the lead quality sucks so your quality per conversion is your or your quality per conversion is super high or maybe nobody shows up to your call so you get really good you know booked calls right your cost per booked calls but your show rate makes it so bad that it jumps how much you get per calls of people that show right your cost per shows and so when you're building on a framework it's really about tracking the numbers right it, the numbers tell a story and they always tell the story and that's where are my issues? So for example, you know, I have my computer over here, but behind me, I'm, usually where I'm working in the office is I have a KPI sheet and we track everything. And it's a new system that we're rolling up because we weren't as, you know, we weren't as systemized with this stuff because we would track, you know, a lot of metrics, but with our new updates to our system, we track a lot more. So we tracked, you know, all the things from the ad spend per day, right? The specific day, per month, per year, as well as all the cost that comes with that, from impressions to views to clicks to calls booked, right? How many people convert? What's our churn rate? Everything like that, we keep down to a fine tooth code. Why? Because the numbers will tell us where we're messing up, right? If all this looks great and we compare it to industry standards, which is a good metric, but then here we're off, we need to figure out how to fix that. So the first step in scaling your profits is diagnosing the problems of why you're not making as much as you want to. The second step is you can scale a lot of profits by just making a whole lot more money and still increasing costs. Because even if your costs are 60, like let's say your profit margins are 30%, 20% right now, right, let's say on the low end. If your profit margins remain that way, you can make, you know, let's say you're making 50,000 a month, you can make 100,000 a month, right? And you'll still be making more money. But if you want to make more money, you can also just optimize for better profits. So you still make 50000 in revenue, but now your profit margins went from 30% to 50%. And so how does this happen, right? How do you work less? You outsource. That means delegation. Other people that can do the task for you, whether they're in-house or contractors. It means automation. It means using systems and software and computers to solve things for you. And it also means reducing things that are, you know, they have less return on investment. So let's apply, you know, like a therapy practice to this, to this example. If you have someone managing the calendar, inquiries, service, right? Someone at the desk, they can handle all that stuff with you. So you're not bored down by customer service or client success and anything like that, right? You're not booking appointments. The appointments are booked for you, that sort of stuff. That's delegating. Right. So it's just finding the people that you really need and that that work that they do is something that you used to do that consumes a lot of time. Automation. There are booking softwares where you don't actually need the person to be there. You don't need a person managing the software or managing the bookings because a client can go on. They can book their appointment and the software updates it to your calendar. And now they're able to do that. If they have issues, they can have a systemized support ticket that can be answered later on. That's using software. For example, I use a software called Calendly. And this is not sponsored, but Calendly is a great software for me to schedule meetings. I have my podcast guest interviews on here. I have my strategy sessions and my team uses strategy sessions for us to help potential prospects. We also have introductory calls to meet with potential guests. We have introductory calls to meet with potential Clients, we have introductory calls to meet with potential partnerships or just overall networking opportunities for us. And we use Calendly to book that, and all that goes on my Google Calendar. The next thing about that is, I have a system with my calendar. My calendar is everything. Everything that is real to me goes on the calendar. Those tasks go on the calendar. And all that feeds in through automation. All that's connected in one central point. And so, if you do the same thing, you're spending a lot less time with those logistics. And automation does a great job at this. You can use automated email sequences to make sure you have a higher show rate of your clients coming in or you have less reschedules. And so these are the kinds of things that you can be doing. Now, the next thing is, let's say you offer different types of therapy or you offer different types of services. And one of those services, nobody comes for. You got two clients out of a 200 client base that need the service, but you're spending four, five, six hours a week on this service alone that you don't need to be doing because it's not really a good spend of your time. And so when you analyze, okay, what are the parts we can cut out, right? A lot of times reducing cost is cutting things out. But if you want to work less while making the same amount, it's definitely cutting things out. Because adding more is usually just going to add more to your play. But cutting things away is usually not only going to cut things away from your plate, obviously, but it's going to take back a lot of time more so than it is the money. And so the whole game that you're playing here, is first you're starting with the diagnosis of your business, and next you're seeing where your bottlenecks are. You're focusing on the bottlenecks, and you're reducing redundancies and things that don't matter as much. And so that way you lower the time you have to work, but you also increase the bang per buck of what you're doing. And that means the efficiency is going up because you're getting more output from your input. I hope this was good. I know it's a little more, a uh, little more word heavy, a little more of the metrics and stuff like that. But again, when it comes to a business, when it comes to this stuff, it really is in the numbers. right? It's not about building a great product with you know the words and the storytelling and the passion or selling yourself here. It's really about the numbers because you'll know where you need to go next. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate your time. Veni, Vidi, Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. That concludes today's episode on The Isaac Velez Show. If you enjoyed this episode and it provided you with value, We appreciate it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode with one person. We are grateful for all the support that you provide. And if you are serious about improving your life, check out our coaching at www.isaacantoniovelez.com. Until next time, that's it for today's episode.